We don't just want customers. We want customers who create customers. We want customers who recommend us, stay with us, keep coming back to us. And going wider than that, we want an audience. People who may not be customers or may not be customers yet, who enter and choose to stay in our world and recommend us too. So when I talk about building a loyal audience, that's what I mean. And in this podcast, I'm going to share some insights from my experience so you can have a go at nurturing this loyalty too. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mould to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. Now, this episode isn't in the style of look what I've achieved and I'll show you how to do it, but more along the lines of sharing some things that work for me and my clients with the acknowledgement that I'm still learning. I'm always trying new things and I always will be. And over the last few months, driving loyalty through building relationships has been a huge focus in the Tutor's Mastermind. And honestly, it's working so well for everyone who is trying it. Although we focus on different topics every month, I also go live in the full members community and building loyalty and using our network to generate business has been a consistent theme over the last few months. So if you want a strategy that isn't time consuming and gives you fast results, come and join us. The link is in the show notes. But back to the episode. I'm going to start with the one that you've probably heard a thousand times before, and that is the importance of consistency. When I say consistency, I don't mean frequency. Let's take social media marketing or podcasting or email marketing or creating YouTube videos, anything really. You don't have to publish content every day to be consistent. In fact, it's pretty hard to sustain that, so it works against being consistent. It's about choosing a frequency that works for you and sticking to it. Imagine if sometimes I released a podcast episode on a Monday, sometimes on a Saturday, and some weeks I just didn't release anything. You wouldn't be able to form any kind of habit to listen to it, and therefore you'd tune out. Which of course works against the whole point of me having a podcast in the first place. I started this podcast with one episode a week, every Monday, and every 10 weeks I take a break. And when I thought I could manage it, I added a second weekly episode every Wednesday. So you don't have to commit to an ideal frequency from day one. You can just start with whatever you can manage and increase it or even decrease it as time goes on. You just have to stick to it. And this is important because quite honestly, why would your audience show up for you if you don't show up for them? Not in a transactional sense, but in a way where you're staying on their radar. Because we're all busy. Life works fast and scrolling on digital devices, which is where we consume most information nowadays, happens even faster. So we can't just show up every now and again and expect people to remember us, to buy from us or even recommend us. The other day I received an email from a client who forwarded an emailed newsletter she'd received. 
She sent it to me because the person writing it had recommended my podcast to her subscribers. Now, this person is in my social media network and we've even spoken a couple of times, but we've never talked about recommending one another or anything like that. About a week ago, I was tagged in a comment on Facebook from someone who I've never met. Turned out that someone had asked for podcast recommendations and she'd recommended this one. It was obviously a really lovely feeling, but not only for obvious reasons, but because in both cases, I could see that my hard work in being consistent was paying off. Other people were promoting me, which meant I wasn't just reliant on my marketing and my audience. So there's a lot of power in being consistent. And it's hard when you're spinning a lot of plates, but in my experience, it's more effective to be consistent on, say, one platform than inconsistent on multiple platforms. Now, I know I've talked about marketing as an example, but this consistency really does apply to everything that you're doing when it comes to building relationships with your audience. But consistency on its own isn't going to do the trick. The quality of what you put out there also needs to be high. I'll read out a message a client recently sent me. He said, I was struggling to fill my group classes, so what did I do? I thought, let me look for your content on YouTube on filling group classes. You break things down so well, thank you. Now, I'm totally blowing my own trumpet here because that was a really amazing message to receive and I feel really proud of myself because I've put so much work and thought into the content I put out there. Now, my content may not be great for everyone. Some people may even think it's rubbish, but I do my best and that best is focused on quality, not on convincing people to work with me. In fact, I really dislike the sales style of convincing people. I don't want to convince. I want to help people make the right decision for them. We're businesses. We need to ask for the sale. But how you choose to do it can vary. And I choose the method of trying to help as many people as possible with some boundaries. And if you prefer this style of selling, but you're unsure what high quality content may mean for you, here are some pointers. Firstly, be yourself. Let your personality and your professional style shine through because it goes a long way in attracting people who you're compatible with. It also builds trust. For instance, when people book discovery calls with me, they don't get a different version to who they've got to know through this podcast. So it becomes a way of just meeting one another and continuing a conversation. Secondly, be guided by your clients and your audience. If you see that a specific question keeps being asked, then that's your sign that content around that would both help them and capture their attention. And of course, If you are always producing targeted content, then that goes a long way in building loyalty. The third thing is to make sure you're giving real value, even if your content is free. As I talked about in episode 82 about making freebies sell for you, if you promise something and don't deliver, it degrades trust. And this whole thing about being guided by what your clients and audience say leans into my third tip on building a loyal audience. Give them what they want and need, not what you think they want and need, or what you wished they wanted and needed. I remember having a call with someone saying that they wanted to work with me because of a LinkedIn post I wrote about how having group classes or hiring tutors weren't the only ways to scale a business. The fact that I was promoting that there isn't a one-size-fits-all resonated with them, and what that taught me was that I can be true to my values while considering what people say they want. 
So for instance, lots of people do ask for advice about filling groups. They do ask for advice about scaling their tutoring business by hiring tutors, and I help them with that. But just by acknowledging that there isn't one way to do things helped me put my values across. Now, I'll admit that that post was potentially risky because although I stand by it, I mostly see questions from people asking how to get group tuition started. So if we strictly follow my principle of being guided by what your audience say, we do risk missing the people who don't necessarily shout the loudest, but are sharing your values. So many people commented saying that they were fed up of feeling like these were the only routes to take and they found my perspective a breath of fresh air. So the real lesson here is, yes, we definitely should be guided by our audience. We need to keep listening, but not at the expense of what we truly believe in. Because to nurture a loyal audience, we need to connect with them. What we say needs to resonate with them. And we can only achieve that if we dig deep and share what we really believe in and sometimes take some mild risks. And this whole concept of connecting with your audience goes a really long way in building a loyal audience. Think about friendships. Great friendships and relationships are formed on having shared principles. That doesn't always mean you have the same opinions, but how we handle those conversations and how we lean into our core values Well, that is what bonds us together. So when you're putting content out there, when you're speaking to people, when you are writing the copy for your landing page or your website, don't just talk about what you're offering. Circling back to what I said earlier, we definitely do need to ask for that sale. And part of asking for the sale is telling people what we offer, but they're only likely to buy if we connect with them. People want to know, especially when we sell services that we deliver, who they're buying from. And when it comes to a loyal audience, how can we build that if people don't know who we are? That doesn't mean sharing every element of your private life or a picture of, I don't know, every meal that you eat, but it does mean telling them stories and giving them a glimpse into who you are in as much as you feel comfortable. One of the things I do with clients who are struggling to get results through social media is to create content with them so that they have a way to get started. And when they're ready, they take over. And one of my clients recently shared this great picture from her holiday. I may have already told this story in another episode, but one of the pictures was of her trying paddleboarding for the first time. And when I saw it, I reminded her of one of her tutoring values, how she likes to encourage students to try things and not be afraid of failing. And what a perfect story we had right in front of us for her to share, where she's sharing something about herself that resonates with her values. So you can be private and you can have boundaries, but you still need to let your personality and your character shine through. After all, many of us education business owners are expecting parents to trust us with their children. So they need to know who we are before they can do that. And when it comes to having the kind of audience who recommend us to others, they definitely need to know, like and trust us or they won't feel confident to recommend us. Another way to connect with your audience is to start a two-way dialogue and you can do that regardless of how big or small your audience is. I mentioned at the start of this episode that I have been focusing for the last few months on building relationships in the Tutors Mastermind. 
I've been trying things out and sharing live results. And I've been giving people really quick ways to build relationships, show their expertise, and they are seeing fast results. So it's not just working for me, it's working for lots of other people as well. Let me share one of the things you could do. So one of the ways I like to do this is through my Facebook group. When people join, they tell me what kind of topics they want me to talk about in the membership questions. I record all of their answers. And then when I create YouTube videos or podcast episodes, or even if I just go live, I answer those questions. And so when I publish that in my Facebook group, I'll tag them or I'll drop them a message. And that immediately sparks a relationship. And relationships are memorable and it encourages a continued conversation. So that's one way that you can really use your content to build relationships with other people. But there are lots of other ways as well where you can reach out to people instead of always expecting them to come to you. Now, that's just one idea I shared. And if you don't have a Facebook group, that's not me telling you that you absolutely need one. Just lift that concept and see how you can apply it to your marketing landscape. So there you have a few ideas on how to build a loyal audience. It is so worth putting in the work in doing this because how great would it be to ease some of that pressure of yourself to always be the one who's promoting and marketing and trying to boost visibility? How great would it be if other people promoted you as well? As always, if you want in-depth training on how to do this, take a look around to see how I can help. I have over 30 past training videos in the mastermind that you get instant access to. I also work with people one-to-one. So with that, thank you as always for tuning in and you'll hear from me for a short burst of inspiration on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.